Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As a mom, vegan of 20 years and entrepreneur, I need a lot of energy. And I turn to Athletic Greens to help me out. Athletic Greens is part of the daily nutrition regimen for thousands of top performers, professional athletes, and health-conscious go-getters worldwide, including USA cycling and endurance athletes. So I knew I would trust them. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients. And it's a comprehensive all-in-one greens powder engineered to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet and support your body's nutritional needs across the four pillars of health, gut health, immune system, energy, and recovery. And these are all things that I'm super interested in. I put a scoop in my smoothie in the morning, and it feels amazing to know that I'm set up to feel my best and sustain my energy all day long. Try for yourself at athleticgreens.com slash lit yoga. That's athleticgreens.com slash lit yoga and get lit up. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today, I have the beautiful Rachel McLeod on with me. We talk about her journey into the healing world and how she has combined her years of being a therapist with many techniques as an energy worker. She's really tapped into some powerful healing tools to help people recover from trauma, people who are struggling with anxiety or depression, because she was searching for her own relief. And we talk about her experience with these things as well, and how talk therapy was not enough for herself, but also for her clients. And she gives some advice that you can apply today and tells us how she has used these tools to really, really empower her clients to improve and feel so much better, so much more connected, so much more balanced in a shorter amount of time because of her healing and the systems and tools she uses. Please enjoy this wonderful talk.
Welcome, Rachel. So glad to have you on here today, especially because we just had a little pre-conversation and you said that uh, you access or help people through the brain. And I immediately was like, here's a woman after my own heart. Um, I love, love talking about the brain. So welcome. Thank you. So let's just launch off from there. How did you, how did you become passionate about mental health, but specifically realizing that so much of our mental state, as well as our physical, everything happens in the brain. What was your path to getting to the place you are now? You know, I had, I was mentally ill and I was a therapist already. And I had this mental health crisis and I really did not, I I had quit therapy years before. (laughs) So, because I really wasn't happy with the results I was getting with talk therapy. Um, I wasn't happy with the results I was getting my clients. And I, so I was really mad at the whole field. And then here I had this crisis and it took me a while to figure out it was a mental health crisis. But once I did, and, and actually it was, it was, this woman handed me um, the training DVD set for emotional freedom techniques, which is an intervention that's very different. It's a mind-body intervention. And she said, try this. It will change your life. And I was having racing thoughts that night, so I couldn't get to sleep. And I was just up. And that had been happening for several, several nights. I lost track. I don't even know now. But And I thought, well, here's a problem. And let's see if this intervention she gave me will help me here. And so I used it and I was tapping on the points it said, and and I yawned when I was finished with the first round. And so then I tried it again and I fell right to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I was like, whoa, what else can I try this on? And I ended up using that intervention to work through my symptoms that were showing up in my life. I had recently had before this, like maybe a month before talking with her, I had been diagnosed with, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. And so I had really gone through my life and gotten uh, gotten rid of the things I was doing <laughs> and the, the symptoms I was having that were keeping me locked into this grid of obsessing and the, the behaviors that I had to do in order to not stay in a state of anxiety. And so I really, as I worked through that, I got my life back. Wasn't anxiety, wasn't controlling me and making me do these very weird and strange things like saving jars. And, you know, I, I can list them all. It was horrible. And it was starting to grow. Like I, I was, it was really becoming, as I was learning more and reading about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've had that thought. And this is what happens when that thought happens. So I really, I thought that this, emotional acupressure, this, this intervention, I thought that this was really magic. I thought this was what everybody needed to be doing. But then as I kept practicing and I thought, let me see if I can help somebody else. Would this help them? This intervention help them like it does me? And it did. And so, and then as I kept going, I was introduced to different interventions and like EMDR. And so EMDR worked the same differently, but it created can you, the same. Can you tell us what that abbreviation yes. is for? Yeah, EMDR is um, called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And that intervention is an eye movement-based intervention. And we use it to, to resolve symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And it works because it helps the brain do the brain work of resolving the symptoms. Brains resolve symptoms if they can, if they have the support that they need. And so that's really, once I was like, hmm, two interventions, very different and yet they get the same outcome in a different path, right? A little bit of a different path. 
and then I, I just kept trying new things. And I finally, um, ran into Dan Siegel and the whole interpersonal neurobiology field through uh, The Body Keeps the Score, uh, that book by Bessel Van Kolk. And I just really saw this is the brain. There is something about what these interventions are doing and supporting the brain in a very specific way that is unlocking the brain's ability to heal itself and actually get rid of symptoms. And so for me, that was just like, holy cat light bulb moment. I ended up getting rid of all of my other strategies. I was now practicing therapist again. Cause I was like, this is a real thing. <laughs> Not that talk therapy isn't right. It's, but for what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to help people do in, in resolving their disorders, getting their life back, not having to fill up their life with, with needing to or avoid and flee from symptoms. I really wanted them to be able to relax and live well and enjoy life. This, this was the key to that for me. And so I got rid of all the other strategies and boiled it down to just helping the brain do the work the brain wanted to do, the brain wants to do. And gosh, people just started healing so quickly. I wanted to see if I could help them get rid of some symptoms and I could, but then I saw they still had a disorder. And so then I was like, can I put this all together in a different way that helps them to resolve the whole, all the challenges that come with a disorder? Sure can. Can I do it faster? Okay. And that's when I started teaching my clients this, the, the interventions and strategies that they could use so that we could divide the labor. So they didn't just have to wait for me in therapy sessions weekly. And so then they're working at home, we work together. And I could, then I was like, I could build their skills up and then I could teach them how to do this. And then the next thing they, it, I mean, I sometimes feel like I'm cheating because they come back and say, I worked through this memory. I worked through this issue. I worked through this subconscious program and it's, and I just get to celebrate them. And Gosh, it's so phenomenal. And, but as a result of that, handing this over, they were able to trust themselves again. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, they're, now they don't feel threatened by their own brain. Now they feel like they can teamwork with their brain. And gosh, and then, and really the majority of my clients resolve their disorder in two to six months, as opposed to the two to six years. And so it's just, I'm in love with the brain. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Wow. I'm just blown away. And and I feel like we are just like sisters from another mister because my pathway into what I'm doing is very similar. But I'm really interested in your idea of, because this was struck me when you were saying this about resolving it from your own own experience. And again, like, just like I don't bash other yoga forms, you're not bashing talk therapy. But what it seems like is that talk therapy is a lot about thoughts. And with those thoughts, the, the you know, for lack of a better word, the chapters, the stories, and maybe even attempting to get to the root of it. And you're basically bypassing that and saying, let's get to the root of the symptoms that are generated. We don't need to know why they came up here. And I think this is brilliant because what people... I've seen it. People stay in therapy for years and years. Again, not to knock it. There's a lot of value in it. I have family members that are in it because sometimes it's great just to process with somebody that is not your family, right? And you just need to find ways of solving problems. But when you have bigger issues, disorders that are taking over your life, I don't think you need to know the root cause. You just need to make it go. <laughs> you know, you need to find a solution. Yes. Am I am I right on that yeah. kind of 
immediate reaction to it. You're totally right. And and what's going on here is that therapy, talk therapy is really wonderful for some specific things like getting support, like being able to give words to your thoughts and feelings and learning new things, like learning how strategies for talking with your spouse or your child. I mean, there's people that specialize in specific areas of life that you want to talk to them. But if what's going on with symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress that's a brain function problem. You don't talk your way out of that. And, and we, and this is why you don't talk your way out of this because talking comes from the front of the brain and that's in the prefrontal cortex. And that's also where we solve problems. But the problem is, is that that, that part of the brain needs information that's coming up from your body and through your ears, through all your senses, it needs to get, take all of this information and pull it through and get it up there and and open it up and resolve issues. It's like, oh, now I get it. That's when understanding is created. But when, when you're having a situation that's triggering and all this emotion and all this information starts surfacing from the body and your senses, and it starts registering as pain, some of it. And once those pain sensors go up, neurons start firing in your brain, your survival system jumps out and blocks that information for coming through. And so, and that is where we get symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress is because this stuff is registering as pain in your, in your survival system. Your limbic system is doing its job by getting you away from pain, but it's also getting you away from getting this information that's coming from your body. This very vital transformational energy information, getting that through and it pushes it back and your body's like, no, I need to get that in. And it brings it back up. And then your survival system's like, no, your pain, get away. And this, that loop right there can happen for a lifetime. And then, and then your thinking center where you're talking, 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 that part of the brain is really trying to get around your survival system. And it's like, I need that information that's coming from the body. How am I supposed to make decisions up here if I don't have the information? And so what we, what we do with these interventions and yoga is one of a phenomenal mind body intervention for this. You need, you need a mind-body intervention to reach in directly to your survival system and, and send it the information that it's safe. We can let that information pass through. And so, and, and these interventions that I use, which is emotional freedom techniques, thought-filled therapy, energy medicine, and EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, these are mind-body interventions that also desensitize the information that's coming up so that it's, if it's going to register as pain on a 10 scale, now it's going to, after using an intervention one or two times, it's going to come down to a six or a five or a three or two. And we're going to keep using it until it's small enough that it's not going to register as pain and the survival system is going to just let it move through. And so when we start working with this part of the, the, the process, the brain's healing process, we, we totally bypass that front part that can take a long time. And is, it's, it's, it's not fully informed because mm-hmm. the information it needs to create the new way of being, to get all of the, the, the info is not getting there. And so we want to get that information there. And so after you're done working with the survival system, getting all this stuff through, that's a great time to talk about your symptoms, about what's going on, because now it's going to be more informed by all this rich information coming from your body. And and that's the part of the brain that starts making sense of all of that stuff. So, and when we do this, we're doing, we're, it takes about 30 seconds to, to, in, to get your survival system out of the way and get that information through. The brain's electrical. 
So we can solve some massive challenges, a traumatic event in 20 to 40 minutes, as opposed to talking it for two to four years, talking about it, right? And once the brain resolves that one, it's like, what will I do with all this information that was there that I've never been able to have before? And it starts building and creating for you. And this is where our upgrades and our transformations and our growth process comes from. And so it's so important that we get whatever hasn't been able to move through before. We get that to the front of the brain so that that we can get all the growth that we've collected and, and stored and drug around with us our whole lifetime. But it's hurt us because it hasn't, it's, it just registers as pain continually in our lives. And so, so you're exactly right. So talk therapy is really wonderful in its place, but if your brain's not going to help you, there's no point in talking about it, which many people know, which is why people are like, I'm not going to talk therapy. I'm not doing it. We know that we can talk about this for the rest of our life and nothing's going to change. It's going to hurt the same way every time we talk about it. And really, but when we, we get in here and we use these interventions, even, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, a yoga expert yet. This is one of the areas I've really, I'm never going to be a yoga expert, but I'd like to be a great yoga practitioner. I'd like to practice a lot of yoga. Um, but it's like just even the breathing, the moving the body, the listening to your muscles, even the stretching, the, all this information that's coming from each of these little parts of the body. These are where memories are stored that have never been processed before. I could go on and on. I'm a nut about this stuff, but I love it. I love it. What happens when the mind and body start communicating? I love it. Exactly. And, 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 you know, one thing that I've always just kind of had a little, little craw in my side with some of the yoga people is when they've separated the body and mind. And it's like, when you do that, you are doing such a disservice because they're like, if they work together, this is like, you are on fire in the best way. But to talk about like, well, this is more of a mind body, you know, like I'm more spiritual and I'm more physical. It's like, eh, how about your both? Because together they do um, really, really light you up. Now I would love to know, like with, let me give you an example, because I'm sure you see this all the time, but Someone has had some kind of early childhood trauma in the form of abandonment, in the form of abuse. You fill it all in, right? And years go by and they've persevered, but like they have their triggers and all this. What is happening in the brain from that stage of early childhood memories and all that stuff and where they end up? What literally has happened in the wiring that that they need that help to kind of rewire for better experiences in life, not the stressed response. Yeah. You know, those, those early events, and they can be massive traumas. They can be small traumas. They can be stuff nobody ever notices. It really, for me, comes down to, was the brain able to fully complete its work with that situation that took place? And um, if the brain was, everything's moving and we really won't see any hiccups around it because the brain is like, Oh, I, I got that. You know, but what happens is some of these, these events, they, they're pain, right. They're painful in there. Maybe humiliation, maybe embarrassment, maybe shame. Those things register as pain, not as not the same kind of pain of that's being stabbed in the gut with the sword. Right. So we're not talking about logical parts of our brain. We're just talking about, is it pain or is it not? And so if it's pain and it doesn't get through the pathways, it, it just kind of keeps recycling, but the body has to 
keep it out of the way. And so you'll find this later in different parts of you. Maybe sometimes if you, somebody rubs your shoulder and you just kind of like jump away from them and you're like, but we're friends, right? Something's there that said, uh, this, this is that old memory. We're not doing that. Um, and so, but what happens is that if it doesn't get processed, the brain kind of builds us a little protection around it. Kind of like what happens with pearls, right? Um, it gets in there. It's something that's irritating to the clam and they just put this silky stuff around it so it doesn't hurt them anymore, but they can't really get it, get it out of there, but they make it so that they can function and that things keep moving. And so, and that's what really will happen there. But the brain is always, it's always creating with old stuff. That's why we want our old stuff to really have great feelings attached to them or resolved issues or knowing and insight. But what happens here is that at any time this is activated, you're going to feel the same stuff that was in there in the origin and your brain didn't know how to process it then. And so it's going to have a hard time doing that now. And so this is where we'll see people have different symptoms showing up that have to do with that. And so I'm going to say something else about this, but when I want to say that I never know where the the brain will take us. But if, if somebody's, if we're working on, they're afraid to go to a family gathering because this memory is going to be, somebody's going to bring this memory up and then they're going to feel ashamed and they're going to just, they shut down and they're going to go home every time. Right. That lets us know there's still pain there and, or yeah, pain. And so we can use that, that shutdown stuff to find the original problem associated that the body will tell you right away what that is. And so I never think, okay, we need to go and canvas everything. The brain will tell us which ones need to be resolved. And and then the symptoms are out of the way for that. But a lot of times what happens is we have this problem and it's got this stuff around and we can do all the things in our life, except for that thing. And we just kind of stay out of there. And so it's like, we will have less development in that area of our life. Similar frustrations would just feel like we do the same cycles, the same self-sabotage in there. And it doesn't make any sense because maybe this happened when you were six or five, like there's just, it doesn't seem like they're associated at all, but in our neural networks, everything's associated. Right. And so your brain is still responding. Like this is a real everyday thing, even though it happened decades ago. And so, and that's really where we get frustrated because we're like, I have grown since then. Yes, you have, but your brain has not been able to process this and get you your growth so that it's that all the stuff that you know now is actually in that wiring. Like it hasn't been able to get in there to do that. And so when we do that work, we're really helping you take all that you are now and look at it and resolve it and, and, and get it through your healing pathways. Because that's all we need to do. And because it's it, your brain is, it, it, we know that the brain is trying to do this when we're having flashbacks, when we're having old memories, you know, when we're having dreams of the, re, you know, reoccurring dreams. It's like the brain's like, let's just, while she's sleeping, see if we can get this through. No, you wake up in a nightmare, you know? Let's, you know, this thing reminds her of this. Let's see if we can sneak this through and get it where it's supposed to go. No, survival system's always watching. So those are some of the ways that this, influences our brain. And the more of these you have, the more areas of your life are shut down. The more areas of your life, you're not making the progress that you're, you want to make. And, and so I think, I, I think that's my answer for now. Yeah, I know. It's great. I loved the, the, the idea of the pearl and there's like a disturbance, but you can't get rid of it. So you just try and soften the impact it has, but you haven't removed it. Yes. And I think that's probably 
no matter what age you are, that, that's a protective mechanism that is we have like as a yes. as a yes. reflex. But that protective mechanism long term isn't going to be as successful. I'm curious when we talk about things that are coming up, like in the middle of the night, you know, I was talking to a friend who's been through a lot of trauma and she said, one of the things that is helping her now with what she's experiencing loss of a child, which is hard to even fathom, but actually visualizing the reality of it, if that makes sense. Like visualizing the the final, you know, and she said, I feel like I'm a lot farther along in my healing because I've gone there. What are your thoughts? What is it about the brain? Because I know this experience too. I had like a really crazy accident where a rope went around my leg and I thought my leg was going to be cut off. I was on a boat. And anyway, and I remember consciously like reviewing it in my head and reviewing it. And it was painful. Like, oh my God, that happened. Oh my God. But then it was like, then it went away. And I'm wondering if I just happened to know that was a clever trick or if I just was, my nervous system was more sophisticated to know to do that. What is it like, is that a valuable thing to do? Yeah. If you can, not everybody can do that with their traumas. I mean, I think that's Mm. just important to say out front. Um, I like that. Thank you. But that's one of the brain's way of growing. It likes to review things and say, oh, we could have done this better or okay, wait, that's, this was actually a freak accident. This is not something we have to worry about every single day. Okay. We're good with that. That that's, it needs to know we're going to, is this going to happen? It needs to know these things. Like, how's it going to keep us safe? How are we going to how we're going to be in the world now that we know these kinds of things can happen. Right. And if it doesn't get the answer, we have post-traumatic stress disorder. We have So the reviewing of it in a way is also processing it. So it's yes. not kind of late. It's not ingrained. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's one of the brain's ways of doing that. And so that's, there's a, that's a strategy that I teach when you use, when you combine that with an intervention, you can really get accomplish a lot of work. Right. And so, because like you said, when you reviewed it, it was really painful. So if you can understand that it, because we're working, we're trying to work past, sneak past the pain neurons. If we can review it with the least amount of pain, if we can get the pain through and get the brain to like suck the pain out of there, which we can, then it has a much easier time getting in there and reviewing it and not causing a create a great disturbance. For many people, things are so painful. that if they try to go in there, the pain is so big that the survival system will be like, well, we need to put another layer of protection on there. So it, over, it overrides it. Yeah. yeah. So that she doesn't try that again. And then a lot of us are hard headed. If you're like me and you're like, I'm getting in there. And then <laughs> it outsmarts you even more, you know? And so now you've got, you're trying to get past your brain. It's trying to get past you. And it, this is really where things can get really out of hand. So we don't really want to be working against our survival system or our brain. We really want to work together. And so when we try things like that and we're like, oh, okay, I can review this. And then it just goes away. Wonderful. It, that, that's really the process. If we, if we like, I can't look at this. Well, there's other ways to do help our brain get in there right. and resolve that as well. So I know this is a very like, you know, subjective opinion, but I'm curious in your, in your view, what is the, what are some of the top struggles, mental struggles that you see in, in this, these past few years compared to like in the early stages of your practice that you're just like, 
you know, if like for me, when people say, what have you noticed? Well, the last 10 years, postural issues, postural issues have always been there, but they've just like, to see somebody in a private, a private client who does not have a postural issue of some kind, imbalance, uh, it's rare. So I can kind of say like, that's the big issue that I see biomechanically. And then it translates in many different ways. Mm-hmm. What would you say in your field are the, I mean, I can imagine, but I'm right. curious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I'm looking at brain function. And so these, sh- it, I'm looking at the tiny little bit, right? Not the, how it plays out in the vast array of ways it really plays out. Right. And it does, but I see difficulty transitioning difficult, like the brain having difficulties making new ways of being like, okay, that door is closed. Another door has opened. How are we shifting? Um, and uh, the other thing, and just a lot of cognitive inflexibility, right. Which means rigid thinking, which means black or white thinking, which means those come up when the brain hasn't had a lot of time. Brains create the gray. You know, they create the, okay, this is one thing. This is the other thing. This trauma brains will stay back, bouncing back and forth, bouncing back and forth. And the brain won't be able to get enough of the information together to blend it, mix it together and start making some grace. Okay. Well, we could do it like this in this situation. This is how it is in that situation, but over here in this situation, it's a little different. Right. And so I, and that's important for health for you to have, for you to have a, a variety of strategies. It's like, it's like, um, trying to be, uh, build a home and be uh, like, you have, you have these grandiose, amazing ideas and creativity, but you only have a hammer. That's your only tool. That is just difficult. I don't care how good you are. You're going to have a hard time building this thing to the best of your ability. And if you have a hammer and a screw, you're still going to have troubles because you need the sander. You need the, you need all the tools. And a lot of times brains make the tools for us. And so to not, to only be in the bouncing back and forth and your brain can't create the, the rich. It's the neural adaptability. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like if you have, if you're in a room with 10 people and you know, those 10 people, well, you don't engage with them the same way, right? We know like this person has a great sense of humor and is kind of like a little bit like dirty. And like, I could say this to this person. Well, this person would like never even say the F-bomb and there's no way, you know, like we just, we're, that's how we're smart. That's intelligence. That's, and that's That's neural intelligence to realize like in different situations, we have different tools. But yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's fascinating that the black and white translates into so many ways, how rigid people are in their thought process. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the end of the process. You know, we've got the body loading on all this rich information, right. Onto the conveyor belt to the front of the brain. And, but if the survival system's on there, knocking all the stuff back in and it's not getting there, then you don't get the, the, the creativity, the nuance, the adaptability, the flexibility. And so, but if we get this stuff in, you'll see the, you'll see solutions start to be generated, new, new ideas. People will say, Oh, I've never thought about this before. And you'll, and then you'll start seeing, Oh my God, I could do this. And that's the, that's the brain moving along its process. 
And so that piece right there is really important because that's showing up when they're not, um, people are having a difficult time connecting with their kids. They're, they're having a difficult time being flexible around what's, what their goals are and how to get to the goal with their kids, with their profession, with their marriage, with their lives, right. With, with their passions. And, and so we're finding that we're just kind of have run into the same arguments everywhere. Um, or even so, and, and that's challenging, right? And that's, that's difficult to explain how it shows up like that and how, but you, as you start to really um, give people the tools to start assessing these things, all of a sudden they're like, Hmm, I only have one way of doing this. You know, when people cross my boundaries, I usually either just go silent or I start screaming at them. You know, hmm. hmm that that's always sounds familiar could, to a lot of people. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, and I could, I could really, brain, what's up with this? You know, and brains are like, well, I know, right? This isn't right. Let me get in there and work on this. Yes, that's, and we want to, we want to team up with our brain to do the specific work we want done because it can build anything for us, especially if we know how to guide it to do the work where we want it. So, Rachel, say you have, I'm sure people listening, there's going to be a few at least that I can identify with this feeling of massive, overwhelming malaise, if not inertia, because there's just a lot of shit in the world. And, you know, just like, wow. And maybe, you know, just not like not even talking about own history, but of course that informs it. What are some tools to give people who just really want to start feeling more energy and more hope? Yes. You know, I would say we've got to get all this inertia and all this, this malaise and all this fear and all this anxiety. We got to get this through the neural pathways. It's, it's, it's not here for no reason. We're equipped for stress. We're equipped to be chased through the jungles with by tigers, right. And survive and raise babies. I mean, so we, our system is equipped for stressors like this, but it's a lot right now. It's everywhere we look. And so we just need to get that information through a lot of times. I don't, I'm not a counselor. You don't want marriage advice from your marriage. Very well could look like a dumpster fire after I'm finished with it. I am not, it's not my skill set. But what I find is that people, when your brain, when all this stuff, your this stuff has the answers. And when it comes to the front and your brain can work with this, all of the material and synthesize it to match your ideals, your morals, your values, your goals, all of a sudden you are getting the exact ideas you need for yourself. Right. And so if all of, and, and that's when I'll have people say things like, oh, I need to stop watching this or that, or, Hey, all of a sudden I want to go and I want to start this project. I don't tell them to go start this project or it's in your best. Well, their body is telling them that they just couldn't hear the messages. And there was so much pain coming through that the survival system will use the numbing strategies and depression starts, right? So that's a lot of times when we're, when we're experiencing symptoms of depression, what we're, what's really happening, what I hear that's happening is there's a lot of pain that's trying to surface and come through. And so we kind of want to be like pain midwifery, midwives. And like, or doulas and help. That's what I'm more of a doula than midwife, but, <laughs> but really help that, the baby that, out, help, that, the help baby it out, out. Yeah. move help it. the energy. Yeah, that's right. That's interesting right. because I was working with someone who is very prone to depression and we would meet often and it wasn't getting a lot better. And I, you know, and I was kind of, I was like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get up 
and you are going to move and you're going to scream. And I just, I, I could just sense it was virtual, but I could sense you, there is stuff. It, 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 it had just been, he'd done, well he done. was doing really well. And then for the last month was just like, I'm so down. I'm so down. And I was like, okay, it's, it's there. Let's just move yeah. it out. Yep. And, you know, I feel like that was just my instinct. I was like, I just felt the burden, the heaviness. And it was, you know, like sitting in meditation wasn't working. I was like, you're too in your thoughts. You got to get in your body and you have to move this out. Exactly. It was very successful. And, you know, cause that's just, but I know I'm kind of biased because I've seen it so many times. I felt it in myself. Well, I don't feel, I feel this or I feel that. I know if I move, if I experience the stuff moving out, like I can still feel it on its way out, but then it leaves. I'm giving it an opportunity to be gone. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of times it's not about releasing it. Our goal is not release it. My goal simply is to get it to the front of the brain. That part of the brain knows this is garbage. We need to release that. This is, we've been looking for this for decades every celebration time and you'll feel that celebration in your body. And then, and it really knows this stuff. And a lot of times people will resist this work because they're afraid they're going to lose memories. They're going to get, they're going to release this stuff. They're going to lose things. And there, I, I, you know, the brain is just so much more intelligent than we give it credit for, especially if we've been mad at it for decades because of the anxiety, depression, and stress, but it really is, it's on your team. Right. So, and it's the part of the, the, the brain that does have this problem, it's native language is the body. And so if, when we start engaging the body in all the amazing, phenomenal, numerous and infinite ways that we can, then all of a sudden the brain starts working well. Right. And so, and we just want to match and find the right interventions and the right strategies that work for the, whoever we're working with, you know, crying is a wonderful intervention. There are some side effects, you know, puffy eyes, runny nose, face red, and it takes a while, you know? And so, but there are other ones like the tapping or the different breathing breath work. Um, There's so many ones when you find the right fit, you, you finally are equipped with the tool your brain really, really likes. And now you can take off and you can help it do its work. I love that. So, well, this is, you are such a incredible human. And I just want everybody to be able to find out more information of how they can work with you. Are you writing a book? Tell us what you're up to. (laughs) Because you got to share this. And I love that you have not only the, you know, academic intelligence, the somatic intelligence, but you, you have the, your own, you know, I feel like when you've, when you've lived it, it has, it has a richer layer that, that really is so impactful for people. Yeah. Have I lived it? So I, what I'm doing, I am, I have an eight week intensive. I developed a program that takes people start to finish through the process of resolving their anxiety, depression, and, or traumatic stress challenges. And in two to six months, instead of two to six years, that's really what my, I I have an intensive program coaching program that, that if somebody's ready for, then that's something they can jump into and really have my personal support to walk through this. I also have a, I've made this program available for self-study because we really can heal ourselves. And I just, I want to provide, I didn't have a roadmap when I was doing this. It took me a while. It took me about three years. And I say that like, it's long, like I'm grateful, like every moment 
was better than the next. But this program allows people to work at their own pace, to stay with their therapist, to really have a roadmap that they can follow to really get the outcome. And it's all of my work, whether it's my eight-week program or my intensive or my online, it's a work program. It's a get your gloves on. We're going to hop into your brain and we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to get your brain working. So it's not an informational. I do give people information, right? But it's, it's really experiential information. It's the experience of watching your brain connect and, and, and communicate. And so those are the two avenues I have available to actually, when you're ready to take, I am, I talk about this stuff all the time on YouTube. I have about a hundred videos up there. Um, and I make, I, I really like to hand people interventions. That's a fun little thing I like to do. So on my email list, I give away my three favorite interventions for this work. The ones I rely on, I know that they are going to help you. Um, they have the highest chances of helping people get rid of symptoms and experience transformation with their brain. And so I make those available on my email, the, those video training series and... That's what I've got going on. And with those, I get people email me and message me that I, I was able to stop racing bots and I was able to do this. And it's so empowering when you can do that for yourself. Cause then you're like, what else can I do? I love it. I love it. There's nothing like having the tools that you provide that empowers individuals yes. so that they are not reliant. Again, yes, therapy of all kinds. All, but to know that we have it within ourselves yes, and here are some tools to, again, bypass the pathways that have blocked that communication or stymied that growth, you know, that growth mindset and held us into a rigid mindset. I just, I think that's so powerful. So I really commend you for that. So everyone check out what Rachel's doing. What is your email address? We'll be, have this on the show notes as well, but put this in your mind, everyone. Yeah. In your brain. I'll give you my website. Cause it's easier. Yeah. It's rachelmcleod.com. And I'm going to spell that because my name is spelled like Rochelle. So it's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. And so that's where you can find me and connect. And I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I, I feel really lit up talking to you because again, I I'm so in love with the brain and recognizing that all of us were, were gifted this incredible, it's such a, you know, Leonardo da Vinci talks about the foot being this art of engineering, but the brain is just, it, it is, it really is, it's, it's, we can't even wrap our head around like what all is happening up there. And we're discovering more neuroscience stuff all the time. Yeah. But to know that we can be in charge of really transforming the way we are participating and yes. living our lives. And it does not have to, we don't have to be tethered by our past experiences, but instead can really be free to be the best, you know, version of ourselves. Absolutely. It's exciting. These are exciting times. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. It's been such a joy to talk to you. Thank you for having me. And for all of you listening, as always, I'm pulling for you. 